0: Welcome back to Horizon Six Oh Seven. This is your host Mike C. With me, as always, the MVP of Scarecon 2018, Rich.
1: All right, that's the best inter- thats the better, yeah, best introduction I've gotten in a while.
0: Well, you're a special guy, so special introduction I'm for tripping, a special guy. I'm
1: tripping over myself because I don't usually get the big introduction. I usually give them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, today you're special. You're an MVP for for us, buddy. Also, with us, he's become a regular part of the panel. He's the owner of 8122 Production Studios, is Ron. Hey, what's going on, Horror Nerds? And it's special enough that these two gentlemen are with us. We have a real, real special treat for everybody this week. You've heard us talk about him on the show. He's one of our writers, he's an old friend, and I like to hug it out with him. Luke Brown, thanks for joining us this week. I'd like to thank the Academy for being here. (laughs) You're just happy to be nominated, right? You
2: know, honestly, it's just. It's just an honor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he doesn't have to win the award as long as he's nominated. Yeah. 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 That's all it that counts. But I also his have name. to win the award, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's
2: got to win everything.
0: He's actually the current uh, Michael Caine Lifetime Achievement Award winner at work. Oh, there you Luke go. and I work together, for those of you that don't know already. So, yes, he's the Michael Caine Lifetime Achievement Award winner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Eight years running. <laughs> so, thanks for being here, Luke. Thank Always you. a pleasure, Thank buddy. you for having me. All right, so we're going to start the show out like we always do with some horror news. Uh, first piece of business, not so much horror related, but we just wanted to mention the passing of the legend, the man himself, Stan
3: Lee.
1: Yeah, that came out of nowhere the other day.
3: Yeah. And, Changed uh, our whole show for the week for I was gonna Fat say,
1: Nerds. Yeah, 3 Fat Nerds podcast. We uh, literally had a whole show planned until 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> when I turned on opened up my Facebook and found out 10 minutes before they had announced that Stanley had passed. And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess that goes out the window. So that kind of sucked. We had to come in here with a mind state of, uh, yeah, we got past it. So if you guys want to check that out, that would be episode number 32 of the Three Fenders Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, yeah, Stanley, Lee, inspirational. Uh, I, we said it all there, but once again, I just drive home how much of a legend he is and how uh, important he is because everybody's got the outpouring of love for him. There was nobody really out there saying anything different. So you'll be missed and uh, Excelsior.
3: Definitely, definitely. It's just... It's sad. You know, this world is not a better place after that <laughs>
0: it's You're 95 years old and still a shock
3: a, to see i no, figured yeah. he was gonna live forever yeah he was one of the few people we would have lived forever i think we even
1: offered to trade uh, some yeah, star wars, wars movies, movies. For, um, <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. for bringing stanley back return of so. the
3: jedi episode one episode two and the force awakens no no not force fan. awakens the last uh, jedi The last jedi
1: we keep force awakens we keep last force jedi. Okay, last yeah
3: rod's a big fan
0: luke of of return of the jedi it's horrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> the worst <laughs> All right, so uh, to start off with the horror movie news, uh, probably the biggest thing that kind of came out like a, just out of nowhere this week it was a bombshell. Um, apparently, back in 1973, a movie was made, approximately 60-minute-long movie. I don't know if we really consider that a short or not at this point in time.
1: Eh, a little bit halfway between the two. Yeah, kind of halfway
0: yeah. between the two. But George A. Romero uh, apparently made another movie I, I guess they're. I guess we consider it a horror movie. The there's a lot of people saying that it is. There's a lot of people saying that it isn't that we're involved with it. But there was a movie that was basically put on the shelf that none of the none of the participants involved in it wanted to see the light of day. Uh, it's a movie called The Amusement Park. Uh, basically, it's a story about an old man that goes to an amusement park and ends up embroiled in total nightmare with the people that are
1: there. Yeah, it was his take on uh, ageism and uh the the 70s the late 60s and the 70s uh because the uh the main uh person who's being attacked is an older gentleman pretty much psychologically torture him i mean it is described the this is right from the article a quote is uh, from uh from uh daniel kraus he said that the people who funded it wouldn't allow it and no wonder it's hellish In Romero's long career of criticizing American institutions, never was he so merciless. Where can you see this savage masterwork? You can't, but I'm dedicating myself to changing that. Can you help? Yes, probably. Give me some time to figure out what's what. So I do know Romero's, it's according to this, and Romero's Widow is online for this to come out. And there's some pictures, so if you want to check it out, uh, check out, check out, uh, Either the, the article was on bloodydisgusting.com, also Daniel Krauss' Twitter account, which is at Daniel, Daniel D. Krauss, because there's some pictures that he st- uh, took of the movie because he got to see it.
0: Yeah, he did take some pictures of it. Uh, he had a couple of other notes. He called the movie a revelation. Um, so, you know, it sounds like it's a brilliant movie. Uh, he did say, other than Night of the Living Dead, um, that it may be Romero's most overtly horrifying film. Yeah. Um said it's too powerful for american audiences to to uh to really uh get into so it makes you want to see it more it makes you want to see it more it kind of makes you wonder you know with today's society how it's going to go over maybe like a lead balloon maybe it's going to be the greatest thing we've ever seen but uh yeah he's he's working on trying to get this thing released so it'd be interesting to see what this is all about once it comes
3: out yeah I'd call it a movie because in the 70s, you know, a lot of movies were only like an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So anything at the hour mark, like we didn't get into the hour and a half movies until like the 80s and then in the 90s we got into the two hour movies mark. So I would say it would be a movie. Right. Or over being a
1: short. Full length at the time. Yeah, yeah. Even now for a horror movie, horror movies generally run about 90 minutes. Yeah, So yeah. it's yeah, only 30 yeah. minutes shy of your 90-minute usual be, mark.
0: Yeah, but if
3: you watch a lot of those older movies,
0: like they're Well, all, if it's everything they're saying it is, it might be such an uncomfortable watch that an hour might be more than enough, so... <laughs> and honestly, there's some probably worse
2: movies than that that have run an hour and a half, and we wish they were only 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah look, we're going
0: to get into a segment about that at some point in time <laughs> in the future, <laughs> oh, because okay. you talk about a guy that knows his bad movies, this guy's got an entire collection of them. Thousands of them.
1: Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I'm Sounds just going like to mention a couple
0: of them right now. Uh, why don't we start with Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Yeah. <laughs> Bought that for him for his birthday about 10 years ago, and it's that a, was a good night. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> That's for another show, though. Uh, next piece of business uh, just just came out today. I saw this also on BloodyDisgusting.com. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is currently working on the script once again for Ghostbusters 3.
1: That's amazing. Thank God. I'm ready for original cast if they all come back. Well, the ones that are alive, obviously.
0: Yeah, Harold Ramis, rest in peace. Yes, but
1: yeah. I'm sure that they can put him in there somehow. CG. If we can, yeah, if we can get <laughs> Peter Sellers in, in, in movies, then we can get, we can definitely get him in movies. So, that'll yeah. be awesome. I'm, I'm uh, and especially in a ghost movie, because he could be the ghost.
0: He could be, although that's, that's what they're saying that Bill Murray supposedly, the movie I think I think they're going to have to
1: swap, though. Because originally, the original to. plans for, that I've always heard, were that it was, Vaikman, or Murray's character, if you will, was going to be the ghost in the movie. But it, with the fact that Harold Ramis died in real life, I feel right. like maybe that the better way to go is to just swap the roles and have him be the ghost. Because he was kind of the guider anyway, so it would be cool to see him just guiding the team even in death. In
0: ghost form. Yeah. yeah. As long as I can so. get Bill Murray to do it, he's been the problem with trying to get the thing off the ground all these years anyway. Yeah, I'm so. sure he'll
1: do it. I mean, listen, he he he's, he's not... I think there was a lot of old fallout from those guys... And especially between Harold Ramis and, uh, uh, Bill Murray, that was really where the biggest problem was. They couldn't, they didn't want to be on set together, which is sad because they made some amazing movies together. Oh yeah, they did. And, uh, yeah. So now that he's gone, maybe that'll, you know, give Bill Murray the, uh, you know, say, Hey, let's, let's do it before we can. They
2: did right? reconcile before Ramis died. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if he might not accept the role again, just out of guilt, if nothing else, you know, <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I, I would think that he might do that. He might do it even out of respect. Like, damn, I should have done it when he was alive, and Good now thing. now yeah. let's give the fans what they want to see. But I also think it's going to be on what Dan Aykroyd writes, because yeah, I, I Bill Murray is very picky about what he does. Yeah, and I mean, for better or for worse, because you can say what you want about the guy. the guys, an amazing actor, and yeah, some of the movies he's in are kind of weird. But that's the but, kind of it's what he likes to do.
0: You know, he's got one regret: Garfield, maybe. Yeah, so. maybe.
1: <laughs> Maybe, uh, he, but but then again, he now, might have needed that paycheck. Let's be honest.
3: <laughs> the first one wasn't Garfield. One wasn't bad. Oh, boy. oh, geez. Well, there's there's uh, our next show, like, ladies I, and gentlemen. I, I just
1: I just would like to point out that if you guys don't listen to Three Fat Nerds, you want to know that his favorite movie of all time is Best Men, and, and we be, we browbeat him for that. Dean I didn't say Kane best movie ass- of all times. So I just that
3: Dean Kane fanboy. yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: heard like,
0: it here first. Huh? This is an exclusive. He's
2: <laughs> he's he's
1: the president of the Dean Kane fan club. Yes, really, yeah. really, and he's also a client. He's, he's, <laughs> it's all—it's all three of them. Right. Remind me not <laughs> to ask you your favorite oh, I,
3: Superman. I had to send send into my <laughs> two other people, and they don't you know their
0: friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up on the list. Uh, this came out a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, I don't know if we really call this news, but it's fun anyway. Uh, originally, before Nightmare on Elm Street three, The Dream Warriors was made. Robert England apparently wrote a treatment and turned it in, and it didn't obviously get made. But uh, his idea for the third Nightmare on Elm Street movie was going to be a movie called Freddy's Funhouse.
1: Yeah, it was before uh, uh, Wes Craven came on and did some of the writing that we, because he did uh, some of the writing for uh, Dream Warriors. And before he came on, there was a kind of up in the air, like we're going to do whatever. The way that he came up with it and the way he's describing it is it it was going to be. Uh, it was going to be away at school and having horrible dreams about the specific cars that happened to her sister. It bothers her so much that she decides to find out the truth about the whole thing. Um, cause it was going to be pre- basically it was from Tina's sister's point of view. Sorry. I skipped over that part.
0: A big friend of our show Amanda Wiss. Is yes, right yes.
1: I got to meet her and she's pretty awesome. So the title of his, he this is him talking this is uh, in quotes so when you hear me that's it's Robert Angle. The title of my script was Freddy's Fun House because Freddy has booby trap the nightmare house's dreamscape. It's like Freddy's own demented art direction mindset of the house's interior like a carnival's fun house, house or spook house but with all the debris and uh, detritus of prior movies lying around. So basically he was going to have little easter eggs before like really people were doing tons of easter eggs right uh from the previous movies one well hopefully not as much from two because let's be honest <laughs> oh, Luke's a
2: big fan of that movie. Uh, uh, I, I, I hate to admit to it, I quite love too.
1: Really? All yeah. right. Well, he also goes on to say the. Fil- <laughs> then you might have. Oh, <laughs> God, anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, it's, well, well, it's funny that you. It's funny you said it because it says here the film would open with her going through all the microfilm at the local library and the newspaper clippings pertaining to both Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, as well as some local news station footage of Freddie on the city hall steps with his lawyers after he got off from the very first case. So you would see me playing Freddy as his disgusting janitorial Lee Harvey Oswald type. I like that sense of summation. Maybe we'll still do something like that. Yeah. And that was where he teased about yeah. doing Freddy again. Right. So, so there you go. There would have been stuff from, from 2. I, 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 there, there was also an article this week uh, from Bloody Disgusting that we weren't going to bring up, but it was claiming how 2 is the most homoerotic movie of all time. You're so. welcome. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I The only you problem I have with two is that it's it doesn't follow any rules that were attached to the first movie. Yeah. Like Freddy possessing people.
2: Yeah. Y- you know, I, I would agree with that to, to a certain extent, but I also, since it's the second one, you know, I think it was sort of establishing rules of its own. It was furthering kind of what he could do. Now, they never really revisited that, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's the fault of two, you know. Uh, no. You know, I, I, I think... Um, I'm, um, this is where I get kicked off this thing. I'm sure. Um, here's, uh, I think like the third one is where we start seeding the jokes and getting it really quite humorous. And, and, and and honestly, I prefer the, before he gets too jokey, the the one, the two, the new nightmare over like three, four.
1: So you don't like the dark delightful. Uh,
2: I, well, I am, I do like a good dove bar every now and again, but (laughs) that's the only thing I can think of that you'd called Dark and Delightful. but L- Listen,
1: um, we won't get kicked off. We haven't kicked Mike off for thinking that <laughs> Halloween 3 is is one of the top three movies in the Halloween And it's night. my show. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you better watch it, mister. <laughs> like like heading for a hostile and takeover. you like, <laughs> like I voted off the island in my first show.
1: <laughs> first show we're doing top ten Halloween movies and he's like, number three is actually Halloween 3 and we're both like...
0: Everybody's like, no. I was like, it's in a in Halloween room. movie I until feel like they take every, the name on.
1: I feel like everybody at home was like, there was they a were giant the gas. They were just like, the, the
0: 607 heck? was one big giant gas. <laughs> I stick saying, by it. I stick by that.
1: Hey, I, I, I agreed with you. If they would have just called it Season of the Witch, it wouldn't have been a Halloween. It wouldn't have been a Halloween film, and, and it probably would have been, it been a good It, it would have been, been a good. nine. It would have been a good movie. But and to 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 the argument, I, I can see what you're saying. I mean, I just have always been judgmental of it because I guess I kind of and I said this uh, to Mike before. I think we talked about the thing. I kind of like the joking Freddy Krueger. I like the one-liners as long as they're done right. Uh, I think in Freddy's Dead, they were overdone. <laughs> Uh, so there's there, that was that was yeah, no, I'm just saying that's that's that was that was the problem with that movie was that they overdid them so there is an overdoing them but it, mm-hmm. with like Dream Warriors I, I I was fine with it even in four and five his little his little quipes were were rather interesting at times they
0: were they were a little bit more menacing in the third one they definitely got more comedic for everything mm-hmm. beyond that but I just want to point out too going back to Freddy's Dead my girlfriend and I we actually finally got to go to Reaper's Revenge the last weekend that it was open the last it was actually a couple days after Halloween that we went And Freddy Krueger makes an appearance in that thing. The guy looked the part, they had the music playing, and he got up on the bed, it was actually during a hayride type thing, we're in the bed of this big truck, and these actors would climb up onto it, and they would do different things depending on what they were doing. Well, Freddy comes up, and all of his one-liners were from that movie. It was, oh, now you're playing with power, or now, whatever, you know, it was all lines, from freddy's dead
1: okay listen if that's you're what do, this guy researched if you're gonna do one-liners you have to go with the popular one-liners and i think the most popular one we talked about is welcome to primetime bitch <laughs> like that, that's on that that's on the ama's top 100 that might quotes have from been movie. the only
0: non freddy's dead line that he had because really? i do remember saying that he told somebody he had their nose but that's from uh, J- freddy versus jason mm-hmm. but yeah yeah this guy apparently yeah. his research for the role was freddy's dead the final nightmare <laughs> at, at
1: least he didn't do the one-liners from the remake 'Cause that could have gotten real creepy and possibly lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was you're,
3: you're his favorite.
1: Just there saying. were police
0: on hand for the event, probably <laughs> yeah. for that reason. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, with with uh Freddie's Funhouse, if they're gonna make another one, if Robert England's gonna be on board and if Heather Langenkamp's gonna be on board I, why not yeah. do it? It's not too late for that. No. You Dude. got an entire series worth of Easter eggs to throw in there now.
1: Well, I look at this. Not only do you have the Easter eggs to do it, but you could also go in Robert Anglin's other direction. Because Robert Anglin's been pitching not only doing another movie, possibly having the Freddy itch, but he's been pitching how the, how to continue it off after he's done. Because obviously have other people playing the role. It would be, he would change it around. I think we've made reference yeah. to it a bunch of times. He would change it around so he, Freddy would be different. So Freddy is whatever you think he's in, in your dreams. You know, right. keep certain things the same. Maybe the, the, like the coloring with a red and green sweatshirt, you know, sweater, but maybe it just on different things. And of course the somehow with claws, doesn't matter if they're real, doesn't matter. If and that's they're happened cloth. throughout
0: the series. Yeah. Yeah. But he's I'm been saying a giant snake or whatever he was. I mean, he's been different things and right. it's always got the But it's and always
1: it. his face. And yeah. What he's saying is if you go to do it without his face all the time, that you might be able to morph it into being able to continue Nightmare on Elm Street after he's gone, which he would love to have happen. And right. He said that he would love that franchise to continue on even without him because he's obviously at the age where you know he's not going to want it to get in prosthetic all the time. But if he has to do it one more time to establish this, this would be perfect because during the funhouse it would be lighter on him working because yeah. you would only have to use him occasionally, and then you could mor- morph into some of these things, morph right. into to, to whatever the fear is, depending say, upon say the Kevin room. bacon. Yeah, there you go. Why not Kevin Bacon? <laughs> he's a he's why services. Why right? not? Why not? Why not get him I think in he'd there? Be a good Friday. I think it'd actually. be a good Friday too. No, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. If we can, if we can start morphing that, this would be the perfect opportunity to ensure that we can carry that on. And, and opposed to it's just going to die, you know, with, with him not being able to do it anymore. And I think that's... Ultimately, I think that's his goal. Yeah. So, and he's yeah. always been pretty selfless in it, so...
0: Yeah, he really has. And, you know, that's, that's fine with me, so... Uh, next piece of business not a whole lot to say here but stranger things season three is wrapped filming uh it's going to be we don't have a release date for it just yet but it is going to be out this uh next summer, summer, summer 2019, 2019.
1: Yeah. yeah they didn't give an exact release
0: no nah, not yet but can't wait to see that one of my favorite shows on any format so those kids are amazing no they're amazing <laughs> originally
1: they were going to take more time off originally it wasn't supposed to come back to like 2020 yeah. but people raised enough hell that they were like yeah okay never mind. yeah i come and- back here
0: they the Duffer Brothers also said that you know they w- did want to take some time so they could get it right and you know like you can't blame them for that.
1: No, I, I so. think it would have been good to have like a little break because then the kids would be a little older. But I understand when you strike when the iron's hot. You know what I mean? You really do. And and right we now there's Dustin, nothing though. bigger than we want Stranger more Dustin. Things. Yeah,
0: there's, there's nothing bigger than that kid Stranger is Things. the greatest kid on the planet next to the kid from Halloween
1: that goes through oh that's my favorite kid ever. He's the smartest <laughs> kid in the history of horror films. He really is. He was just out. I, I he's still like, running. He's, <laughs> 3 weeks later, 4 weeks later. I like the kid that was in it from
3: Stranger Things. The good when he was in it it was yeah. just hilarious. Every yep. other word was a swear word. You know, oh yeah. The best
1: part was they said was what was the difference when he came back to shoot Stranger Things from uh, being on it and they were like, "Oh, he's just swore a lot more." <laughs> <laughs> It'd be
0: Finn Wolfhard, I'm assuming you guys are referring to. I can Fuck it's great too. Man.
1: Oh no, yeah, but I'm just saying it's it's funny that that's all he did was like they were like, "Yeah, when he came back, I said he swore a lot more." <laughs> But he had some of the best swearing part. Even with oh. swearing, it was just some of the best parts. I, I t- often tell people my favorite part of the new It movie was when he goes into the room with the clowns, and there's the casket, and then he sees the missing picture, oh, yeah. and his just reaction is like "fuck," because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, that's such a natural reaction. Because yeah. who, who in this room, if they saw that, wouldn't just be like "fuck" and just walk <laughs> away? That's that's. I, yeah. I was like, that's just a perfect like. That's what you're going to have as a reaction. Anybody,
0: yeah absolutely right, and you also just reached your F-bomb limit for the show. Yeah. Oh, oh,
1: trust me, that we're going to test that when it comes to talking <laughs> horror, brother. He's got something special cooking up for a, minute, for a later segment, everybody.
0: And uh, the last piece of news that I've got, uh, also today, uh, there was a trailer that released for the upcoming, and Rafe is not with us this week, I'm sure he's going to be devastated. We promised he was going to be here this week, he had a meeting. He's a professor of higher education, so yeah, yeah, he's in a meeting today. We cannot wait. Rafe cannot wait for Leprechaun Returns.
1: I cannot wait for it after seeing this trailer.
0: Oh, the trailer was awesome. I expected, when I first saw the clip of it, the teaser last year, I thought it was made for sci-fi, the way that they were marketing it. That it was going to be straight on sci-fi. It was going to be out on St. Patrick's Day this year. Uh, Apparently, it's going to be hitting on demand.
1: On demand in in VOD, December December, December 11th. Yes. December 11th. So
0: a couple weeks away. This movie, the trailer... I was expecting something low-budget, something terrible. This looks awesome.
1: This is a direct sequel to the original.
0: To the original. Ozzy's uh, back.
1: Ozzy's back in it. Uh, the 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 girl who is the lead female actor in it is the daughter of Jennifer Aniston's character. Yes. You get that explained to you in the beginning. Uh, the opening uncomfortable scene where Ozzie's showing her the house the first time, and he's like kind of having freaky flashbacks. That's cool. One of the things I found funniest about it, if you haven't seen the trailer, just go on YouTube. You can find it. Just Leprechaun Returns. I thought it was funny that they're like, I didn't know where they were going with the movie throughout the trailer with like when like the leprechaun is actually like talking to them and then like taking selfies with them. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and then it gets serious and then you're like, wow, this is amazing. But yeah, like he's actually having conversations with them about his gold and such. And it seems like he's just talking to them. And then the way that it goes from there to them taking selfies with him, you're like, okay, what is he? Part of the posse until they they mess up and not give him his gold. then he's like, okay, now, now you got to die. Yeah. You promised me. You gotta, I don't know. I I just thought it was interesting. Like I didn't get the selfies part, but I feel like in this day and age, that's the perfect timepiece for now. Because I feel like if there was a killer like the Leprechaun or like Michael Myers, people would try say, to take selfies with them.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if you know, throughout the series too. I mean, there's been moments. Although this, we, Luke and I were talking about this at work earlier today. How none of the sequels, except for maybe In the Hood and Back to the Hood, I don't think were really. Necessarily related to one How another. How about Leprechaun in space? I'm upset. We, that was that there is response. no
2: direct sequel to Leprechaun Four in space. Like that, Leprechaun Returns. Where else? We, he should probably return to a galaxy far, far away. I, just, no. I think so.
1: replay <laughs> oh. yes. a whole army of Leprechauns instead of Ewoks. Funny you it. should
0: say that because it looks like there's an army of Leprechauns in the new movie. Yes,
1: there was tiny little Leprechauns all yeah, over. It the looks place. awesome. So, and then the girl even has a little cute line for it.
0: She really did. But throughout the series, in the second one, there's a scene in a bar. The The two main characters are sitting in a bar having a drink, and the leprechaun walks in. And they figure that they can get him drunk and combat him that way. And so, so I mean, there's little scenes where he kind of hangs That's out with true. the cast, does normal things before he goes back into killing people. Um, so, you know, taking the selfies and doing Yeah, I wasn't that, offended I by
1: that. it. I, I still think it's amazing. I still want to see the movie. It really got me excited to see the trailer. I just thought it was kind of a weird scene. Like, it's like in a break in between. Like, they broke it up perfectly. Like, they introduce... The, the the exact house. They introduce. Yeah, same house. They, they introduce the, 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 the well. They introduce Ozzy returning. And then it goes like, from there to the leprechaun returning. And it seems like he's just having conversations. They're taking selfies. And then it goes right into some killing. Like right into <laughs> some like showing that he's not there to just play around. So I thought it was great. That's just me. I, I can't wait to December 11th to see what the final product looks like.
0: Yeah, I had no intention of watching this movie originally. And now I do. The trailer blew <laughs> nice. my way. So it looks really, really good. Uh, So what do you guys think? We've had a lot of news to share with you guys today. Find us on Facebook. Like us. Quote. Quotes. Leave leave your phone number. Do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to Do whatever you (laughs) want to do. Just leave us some comments. Talk about what we've talked about today. Find us on Twitter. Hashtag hc607 find us at horrorzone607 and we're also on instagram
1: yes at horizon
0: 607 at both of
1: them are the same yep and hashtag hc607 just to join the conversation
0: yes thank
1: you rich yeah that's what i'm here for you are <laughs> here all right
0: we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back
1: Welcome back to Horror Zone 607 and we're going to take our second week here on the now infamous Talking Horror uh, segment or actually it'll be infamous when we're done here because sure will. I'm going to treat this kind of like a half rant session I think everybody wants to, is going to pile on and it's going to be okay because it's fun. So this week uh, and this is going to sound really weird for a horror show but this week Vogue put out an article. Uh, the author of this article is named Taylor Antrium and if I say her name wrong I'm sorry but it's, it's what it is. And the article was called, Wasn't This Supposed to Be the Golden Age of Horror? Um, so, first of all, I just want to point out that Vogue is now putting out what is supposed to be horror. Uh, I, I don't know. I thought that they were body shaming women. So, I'm, I, somebody might want to throw into what Vogue actually does nowadays. So, now they're body sha- Well, not body shaming, now they're, uh, shaming horror movies. So this uh, this this woman goes on and I'm not taking shots at her. I think her writing is just fine I just don't I don't get it. It's a lot of uh, Hypocrisy pretty much like she in one sentence She'll say that she doesn't like something but then bash another movie I'm not going to read the whole article obviously if you want to check it out look it up Uh, And don't by that don't bash her either like don't like attack her on facebook or anything if you don't agree with her I'm just pointing out the facts that it makes no sense. She uh, starts off by saying that uh, 2017 horror was on an absolute terror uh, with blockbusters like Split and It and Chillers like Raw, It Comes at Night, Thelma, and Get Out. And then she puts over Get Out with uh, right after it goes Jordan Peele's masterpiece of social horror. Should have won that Oscar. Uh, first of all, I want to point out that the only horror movie on this list is It. Because uh, Split is, and you said you would argue about it, but <laughs> it's fine. Split, I think, is at best a thriller, but it's also a comic book movie. Uh, you do have a different opinion, Luke?
2: yeah you know i mean I, I I think that um I find defining something as horror is horror in, in concept not necessarily something that is terrifying because I would say like you know Universal's Frankenstein, for example, isn't terrifying in this day and age, but that's still clearly a horror film. So, you know, I, I would say I, I think it is still horror-related, but it, it's also the other things that you said. I mean, it is a comic movie. It is, yeah, you know, it is I mean, a it's thriller. a great movie. I'm a fan oh, yeah, of Split, yeah. don't get
1: me wrong, and I can't wait till Glass comes out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, if you were asking me my favorite horror movies from 2017, I don't think Split would have been in there, just because I would more put it towards, uh, well, especially after we found out exactly what it was at the end of, of course, being the sequel to Unbreakable. I I would have put it more in that because I just thought it was, I think it's amazing.
2: It it is great.
1: And Get Out is, I thought it was a good movie, and and I made the joke earlier to you guys that I I loved it a lot more when it was The Stepford Wives because that's, you know, I I don't know why I have nobody, and I mean, I'm not taking a shot at Jordan Peele. I think he's a very talented, creative individual. However, I'm not sure why nobody's ever called him out for the fact that he just, made the Stepford wives only instead of white suburban housewives who have been taken over by robots and aliens. He's talking, depending upon which movie you watch, he's talking about, you know, the, the, you know, black people in America, which is fine. I get under, I understand his, where he was going with the social thing and that's fine. I just think it's funny that everybody was like, Oh, it was groundbreaking. Well, it's been done before and, and should have won an Oscar. I don't think it should have won an, an won an Oscar. I think, that, I think the Oscar it did win for writing was fine, but I don't know if it should have been Best Picture. Uh, it was up against some pretty good movies. Oh, so. Not only was it up against good movies, but I, when you look at horror movies who have won, which is only a few, Jaws and Silence of the Lambs, I don't know if it's in the category with either one of those movies.
0: No way. And I like the movie. Oh yeah, I and really I like oh I, I once again it's not I'm a shot a at Get Out. out. I I, yeah. I like the movie too, but yeah. the way that but the, the person,
1: right. it, if you read this article, the way she puts out masterpiece, it's just kind of like oh, uh. and then in the next sentence, the next actual paragraph, she goes, okay, there was Hereditary in June, and there was a Quiet Place, which was a fun ninety minutes at the multiplex, but really more of a PG thirteen thriller than a horror flick. So we just talked about like Get Out being a thriller you know, borderline, you could say, you know, depends on your definition of horror. Icon more is thriller because it's psychological. I think, I, in my own opinion, I think we've never hashed this out. I think that if a movie's more psychological, it really, to me, is a thriller because it's like putting you on that edge of your seat, kind of like, that's how it does it. Whereas a horror movie, horror movie, makes you uncomfortable. I think good horror should make you uncomfortable, in my opinion. Uh, you right. know, at the time, Frankenstein made people uncomfortable. Now yes. we look at it, it's a little different. Uh, but it's still, you can still, you know understand where they're coming from you know it made you uncomfortable like i don't know if you sat through it and we're like man i'm really comfortable in this movie oh the laugh and,
0: out loud comedy of the year oh yeah
1: yeah i don't you know and and our our buddy uh ron over here and and derek have both gone on to say that the the creepy uh father there that was the not the father the molesting father oh beverly's and, father and, yeah, yeah and then the and then the guy behind the counter at the pharmacy are the two scariest people in that movie
3: yes yeah Oh yeah, by far.
1: Because mm-hmm. think about it, they're creepy and they're real. Yeah. yeah. Like that, you know what's happening and that's yeah. that's that's what makes you uncomfortable. That's why I said horror for me more comes from that uncomfortable. The place. father
0: in that actually kind of reminded me of Robert Englund. Oh yeah. A little oh, bit yeah. in uh, his Freddy Krueger.
1: Which Dude, is what? a great job by him, yeah, by yeah, the that,
3: way. That whole, oh, yeah. that whole scene when they, the, uh, the pharmacist was like, so takes off his glasses and sets them down for a second and just looking, staring at him, I'm
1: like, "Oh, are so you creepy. killing me? Like, it is. That and that I agree had with you. Horror like, on so many like, levels in I agree it. with you. Yeah. And once again, it's not taking anything away from great movies. because I think they're great movies, but <clears throat> quiet place was a really good psychological thriller as well. And it was a horror film. And I it went, and she kind of plays it off and I don't get why you play it off. In the same breath, you're telling us why you like these other movies. Well, that movie fits right in. Like if you think about that and get out, they kind of fit right in. Although to your point about get out, you don't really have a jumpy moment except for one.
0: Yeah, the scene where the guy goes out to have a cigarette and out of nowhere you hear like footsteps and the one guy comes the the caretaker or yeah, whatever comes, comes running towards him and makes a beeline towards him, and then all of a sudden turns a corner and went. That kind of startled me a little bit. Right. That's the
3: only thing in the whole movie that whereas, gave me a jump scare. Whereas
1: Quiet Place has a lot of those moments, because it's so quiet, anything that makes noise in that movie, especially in a quiet theater, you're well, like, you're what's coming on? Except
3: for that goddamn nail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ron, Ron, <laughs> Ron was Ron such was Oh, spoiler alert. There's At the end of the movie, there's a nail that has oh, no... I haven't seen the movie, No, so. but yeah,
3: well, you'll realize there has no reason for it to be there. No, yeah. the carpeting wise there's no reason for it to be there. But, but it's they could there. have done that whole scene a hundred different different ways and made it okay. Huh.
1: So this article goes on to win your heart for a minute because she she describes. We go on to 2018 has not been good for horror, and I'm including David Gordon Green's wildly overpraised Halloween. And Thank you. you. You believe that that's true? I agree so, with that. I'm burning so, a hole in your head from yeah. Over yeah everybody, everybody, by the way, at every, the everybody else disagrees with Mike on this, but she has your back. She, th- this lady has your back. Thank you, and Taylor. She name's? goes, yes, Taylor. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. And she, <laughs> and she goes in that assessment, which has been making buckets of money, perhaps because there's nothing else remotely scary to go see. She's downplaying it really bad. She goes, but Halloween is not scary. It's plottingly retro slasher film. <laughs> so <laughs> the look on Rich's face. The best. The- and I look over at Luke because we have the same look she's she's messing with a slasher flick for being a slasher flick. This mm-hmm. is important. Take note of this listeners because we're going to come back to this in a second. <laughs> she says, "And strenuously, I'd say cynically, woke in its vision of female empowerment. I never want to hear the woke statement ever again about a horror movie, by the way." So, please. But she then goes on to praise Jamie Lee Curtis who was the was made a ton of money as a female lead over 55. And this is why I said, remember it. She then goes on to talk about Suspiria is not forgettable, nor is it. I hasten to say much of a horror film, despite being a remake of one. She goes on to say she's, it's a, it's based on the, Dario Argentoni's campy 70s classic, a crimson bloodbath of a movie into a self-serious art film set in Berlin. So she praises the original for being the same as the sequel. or the, no, Sorry, the remake. Okay. So, so far, we're, we're questioning slasher films for being slasher films, and we're questioning a more artsy thriller piece like Suspiria for being a more artsy thriller. Thrill. So sure. next, he's going to tell us that, you know, Gone with the Wind was too artsy. It,
2: it was. <laughs> Listen, honestly. And that was probably the, the horror film of the year, that one. The whole... Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind. Yeah, oh, it was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. One of my favorite all-time slashers. But mine, mine too, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, so she says she wants a bunch of, like, the things that she said already. She know, it has to be scary. It has to be this. It has to be that. But then she counterdicts. And later she also goes on to say that horror needs an element of fun, of dark delight, which is something I'd poked fun at earlier. And she says that that's what hereditary was missing. But I don't get how... Did, I don't get any of this, quite who, who honestly. sat there watching
2: Hereditary and going, God, you know what this movie really needs? A little more fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this, this one is just not fun enough for me. I need, uh, I need some one-liners from this girl. Yeah, that's girl. it. You know, it needs to be a dark delight. A, a dark, you know, yeah, exactly. The Dove Bar again. The Dove Bar. <laughs> I want it to melt in my mouth.
1: <laughs> but to, to going into closing, and we'll give a little bit of something before I go on to the bigger rant, Uh, About something completely different this part I think had everybody here confused and I'm gonna read Verbatim what she wrote in this article Because I'm sure there's a plenty of you fans at home Of this show that are probably going to Start yelling at us but it's not us Remember it's get ready for the collective
0: groan People
1: she goes she starts talking about tv and then this is exactly what she says which brings me to the haunting of hill house a 10-part series on netflix which comes to us from director mike flanagan who gave me a thrill or two with his films oculus ouija origin of evil and hush and in a parenthesis she writes i really do see all these movies i doubt she does but continuing on hill house has rich source material in shirley jackson's 1959 novel and it has ambition to spare this is as much a six feet under style drama about the fault lines in a family as it is a spook show about a haunted house. I don't know which, which, which show <sighs> she's been watching.
0: I'm not sure what she's watching either because that show was brilliant. Hmm. Uh, I actually, it was kind of late to the party. I watched it this past Friday uh, into Monday, just kind of binge watched it over the weekend. And oh man, I wish I had watched it in October.
1: Oh, I agree. I think it's a great mo- show.
0: So here's my question on this.
2: She's upset that there's characterization in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's uh, like, <laughs> you want, you know, it, um, so some of the earlier ones, her earlier criticism about like Halloween, things like that, they're somewhat empty on the horror front, but now you've got something that's horrific, but it's now got too much character development.
1: Mm-hmm. But things that she loved, like Get Out, also have character development. Yeah. So it makes no sense. It goes back to that, what we were talking about. She flip-flops so much that I don't really get if she knows what she likes. Yeah. Because it's weird. Because, because certain, we sure as hell don't. Yeah, and she 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 browbeats the, the the remake of Suspiria, mm-hmm. while praising the original. Yeah, and they're pretty much the same.
2: Listen, I, I, this is, this whole thing I think is unfortunate because I, you know, Vogue was always my favorite horror magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to probably have to cancel my subscription after this.
1: Uh, well, I thought it was an interesting thing. Bloody Disgusting uh, kind of like plugged a leak to that because they were like, what, what is going on here? And uh, that's where I took it from. But. I, I just I want to say like I said before not not judging like I said as a person and everybody's has their own opinion. I mean, hell, we have this show because we all have our own opinions. Right. But like be more concise.
0: Well, you know, this this I don't want to start ranting myself here. I have a big issue with the whole entitlement age that we're in and and everything with that. That's where my that really gets me. Um I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to do any of that, but I'm a big horror movie fan. We're all big horror movie fans. We know what horror is. We know what we like. We know what we don't like. This sounds like somebody that's probably between 21 and 25 years old, has no idea what horror is. Has never seen real horror. Doesn't get the essence of horror. Doesn't understand anything about what real horror is. Probably has never seen any of the classics. And if she has, she probably doesn't understand why they're as good as they are maybe not even her fault it's just the era that she's probably born in i could be wrong she could be 65 years old for all i know but you know maybe she has seen all of these things maybe she does love them but that's what this comes across to me is that it's some young person in her early to mid 20s that has no idea what you know what it is about horror that makes everybody love it that makes a horror fan
1: she definitely doesn't come across as a person who's a fan though, because even mm-hmm. that parentheses part where she's like, yes, trust me, I, w- I have watched all these films. It, like it makes it sound like almost like it's labor for her.
2: Yeah. Well, that's it. It was, it, it comes across almost as apologetic. Yeah. You know, like, like oh man, uh, I'm
1: sorry that I sound stupid because I watched these movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and as any horror fan can attest, like, you know, you're pretty stupid for watching half of these movies, but, oh, yeah. but, but here's the deal. If you, if you truly love the genre, if you truly have like a passion for, these kinds of films which you know everyone here does Mm -hmm. you know it it, it's not something like you have to justify what you're watching or what you aren't watching the opinion it's not even that she has an opinion that is you know differing from any of us or she everyone's entitled to their opinion uh including mike on halloween and it's fine we'll keep i'm never going to forgive you for that but (laughs) but you know we're going to uh but but you know but in all seriousness you know it's it's fine that she has an opinion it's just what is her opinion mm-hmm. yeah like I I've, I've never heard somebody just flip flop from sentence to sentence it sounds like it was written by eight different people oh, yeah. not one maybe it person. Was. <laughs> maybe it was. I mean, you know, maybe it was like, you know, they all kind of got their hand in there. I think. You know, like, and ed- every editor got something else in there
1: as a fan of the genre. And all of us have talked about what we like and dislike. And I mean, I understand me and you have a, a common kin in like Viking old, like, like crappy B movie horror movies <laughs> kind of cheesy. And and there's but there's something special in them. And mm. I've said this. I, I think that there's something special in them. And for me to critique like one of those movies, like it would be horrible. Like there's movies that I love in horror movies like I have a love in my heart for critters. I do. Oh, I have oh, a love yeah. in my love heart for Carter. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Such a, such a, but it's a horrible movie on a, on, on the basis of being a movie. Let's throw puppet but master. It's in so that much same fun. Yeah. You know, but, but <laughs> it's category. so much fun. If you don't have fun watching those movies or even ghoulies, ghoulies in, is, oh, is another ghoulies. one. Oh, right. and, and, and you know, if you don't have fun watching that movie, I don't know what to tell you. Like it's, uh, it's not to, ma- it's not supposed to be taken seriously. There is parts of horror in it. There's parts of gore in it. There's parts of like, of suspense in it. But the overall thing is to be cheesy. It was cheesy on purpose. There's, there's a little phrase we have
0: for that. It's called pleasantly awful. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and then there's just a down. Then there's a, just oh, a downright only awful. Only hurts a little.
1: <laughs> and then there's just a downright awful. Like fear. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh
2: yeah. God, you know uh, I one saw in that is that called Theater. Ja, I did one too.
1: Called, I did yeah. too. You, you, you were the other so, guy there. Yeah, yeah. That was the other guy. It was horrible. Or, or Chernobyl Diaries. I didn't see that one. D- don't. Don't. <laughs> no, I'm going to.
2: Now, now that now that you both said no, I feel like I have Dude, to. Dude,
1: if I'm just going to forewarn you, there, it, there's really never a payoff. There's like they do a great job of building atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's the atmosphere no atmosphere to yeah, it because I it didn't bother me. The, the atmosphere is fine, but. The, there's no payoff to it, though. Yeah, That was my biggest problem, coming into the third act. I forgot about that. The, actually, not until you the, mentioned the, that. The third act, the only... And spoiler alert, because it won't bother you because you don't know where it comes in. The only real jump scare in the movie is the damn bear that runs through that one yeah. house. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry, man.
3: That's it. It looked like Yogi.
1: Did you trust me. It, was just, it actually <laughs> was Yogi. It was a
3: bad <laughs> I believe it came <laughs> out was around it carrying the same a Yogi Bear. So. Yeah, well, good. No,
1: <laughs> I could make it an appropriate joke, but I won't because of the times. <laughs> and so, uh, I do find... it. Uh, it To segue this into the the bigger rant that I think we all want to take a little part in, (laughs) just a little part in, uh, we'll we'll cut it off, you know, we won't go too long because it it could get really bad. Uh, I'm sure if she's looking for dark and delightful, she's going to be very happy about the Child's Play remake. Not to be confused again with the Child's Play t- television show that is in the works, that is based on the original series. We are talking about the actual Child's Play remake that they are putting out that uh, is coming out on June 21st, 2019. <laughs> it, is on opening, calendars. it is opening up against Toy Story 4. <laughs>
3: yes. So, so, <laughs> Double not, so, sure. so when Toy Story 4 is sold out, some stupid parents going to be taking their kid to see Child's
0: Ooh. Play. <laughs> That's what you should do. You know, Plan this out a nice Friday night with your four-year-old and your six-year-old. Uh-huh. Go see both movies.
1: Before I read the latest tweet that really had us turned up, if you will, I'm going to. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm and we will. A, yeah. a, I, we're going to go into the first parts that we already already hated about this. The <laughs> fact that the doll looks similar, which is fine, but the problem is, is that it's no longer possessed. It is a robot. It's a robot, and this robot is somehow starts killing people. Like it's... has uh, got a bad update. Yeah, yeah. like it's iRobot. You know, I hopefully has a better ending. I love Kevin Smith's... Re- uh, has anybody else heard Kevin Smith's review of iRobot? No. You know, he said it was like a, it was like getting a great blowjob and then getting finished off onto your own stomach. Because the, <laughs> the, the ending of the movie... Like, if you, if, if you haven't seen yeah. the ending of iRobot, it's really bad. But it's a great movie up until the I love the, the movie end. up until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right, really bad. Right. So, so basically, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this is iRobot with a Chucky doll. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm under the assumption. So they put out an article, and it's it, this box in the in the poster because this is the actual poster of the movie. It looks an awful lot like a good guy's box, doesn't it? Yeah, you know I don't it believe says it good says guy? good guy on it. And though. No, it doesn't. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, we are. So the plug line that they put out with this picture because this I guess is because we're gonna treat they're gonna treat it like it's the product. It says every child in America deserves a best friend, so we built one. Introducing. Buddy. He's more than just a toy. He's your best friend. Meet him on June 21st, 2019. Hashtag Child's Play Movie. Yeah. Buddy.
2: Buddy. Yeah, that's also, by Hashtag the way... Hashtag Buddy. For those of you buddy. playing at home, that's also the main character from fucking Elf. But, you know, whatever.
1: That <laughs> yes. gets better. It's spelled B-U-D-D-I. That's just right. like the character from Elf. That's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, that not spelled buddy as in B-U-D-D-Y. No, you know what B-U-D-D-I. they haven't announced yet is who's
0: doing the voice, because we know it's not Brad Dourif. No, I uh, know. So maybe they got Will Ferrell. He hasn't been doing much lately. That's true. It could yeah, be a this sequel. Is, this is
2: actually probably like it could a, be a subversive sequel, sequel to, elf. to Elf with elements of child's playing apparently Terminator. I don't know. <laughs> That's where I was going with it, I that. Robot uh, uh, yeah. I, Robot, Terminator.
1: I did say that I would be more intrigued... If this movie ended up being like a bunch of dolls, like killing a bunch of people, like streets full of these dolls, like going iRobot style, I was like, you know, I'd be a little intrigued, but still don't want to see it.
0: I don't think they're smart enough to pull that off.
1: I know, no, it's just going to be one doll, and it's going to be Buddy, and you're going to be running and be like, no, Buddy,
3: no. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know why. I don't know why that instantly gave me the the rapey vibe, but. <laughs> ugh.
3: After, after the Ugh. framework update He changes his name to Chucky And just starts killing everybody Like I said The only <laughs> way what's this is That's going to happen is going to be a framework update They're going to be like, the the only Plug it saves... into the computer And update it And be like bloop And then all of a sudden It's going to be Hi, a virus Chuckie, And then he's and, and well, then I then he's thought your name all. was Buddy Shut the fuck up
2: that's <laughs> We are still talking about uh, Toy Story 4,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the best horror movie of 2019, Toy that's, Story 4. Uh,
2: well, according to Vogue magazine, the yes, 20, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: pretty much. You're going to definitely think of the atrocities in that movie are worse. Although the the fact <laughs> that there is a Child's Play remake is probably the biggest atrocity to men. Uh. This is the same year that's going to bring us the second part of It, which is going to be amazing. And we're also going to have a Child's Play remake. Uh. Ugh, it's horrible. With Buddy. With Buddy. Buddy. And like I said, the only thing that saves this movie is if Chucky shows up at the end and there's a face off between chucky and buddy and chucky goes i'm not your guy buddy and he responds i'm not your buddy guy and then they go at it Ugh. i don't I mean, know why that would that that be redeeming I, it'd be mm. redeeming for we're me just because then i would that lucky. i would have <laughs> dark delight in that
3: <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't we all like the godzilla when godzilla final wars
1: oh yeah when, uh, when he just kills
3: all the monsters and even the bad godzilla
1: so, Robert England, we, we need Boy, you to that. start working on this new Nightmare on Elm Street product. Please. You and Heather Langenkamp. Uh, I mean, um, honestly,
2: if you could even jump in on the new Child's every, Play. <laughs>
1: <forget>. <laughs> every yeah, Freddie just comes out of nowhere. says the movie? Uh, the uh, you know the, everybody involved with the Friday the Thirteenth nonsense. Please, kumbaya together with LeBron James and put that out as soon as possible because we need something to save us. Like this is one of those moments we need to be saved. You know, this is
0: one of these things before – I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. One of these things we were actually talking about in between segments off air, um, Luke and I kind of got into it a little bit and Rich too. My biggest fear of this whole thing is that they're going to rush this thing out and I don't know – I, there has there's no release date for the series.
1: No, no there's not. I don't
0: even know if there's anything that's really being done with it at the moment. And I'm afraid that this movie's going to kill it before it ever happens. So and it's if- going to kill the whole original series that is still going strong.
1: If you're part of the uh, the Child's Play series slash television series is coming off, based on that series, get the deal signed now. <laughs> Please ever. do before June 21st. That is your deadline because after June 21st, all bets are off because it looks like they're going to kill this franchise.
0: It really does. But you know the biggest problem with the whole thing is that, and again, Luke and I were talking about this yesterday. This the original series is still going strong. Oh yeah, it is
3: Cult still
1: of successful. Oh, I love Cult of Chucky.
0: I Cult didn't care Chucky much for fun. Cult of Chucky, it? but it did really I well. It. I thought the acting oh. was bad. I thought that even Brad Dourif sounded terrible in it. But it's
1: supposed to be yeah, bad. It was. You know, here's, here's
0: my problem with it. Curse of Chucky was an amazing film. By far the best sequel in the entire series. That movie was creepy. It went back to its roots. It was a great horror movie. It was a great horror movie. And then they went back into that campy, low budget, just poorly made. Yeah,
1: but they did it poorly. And, but but it was to Chucky was fine. Cult to Chucky finally brought him back to that, that moment where it was still cheesy, but it was cheesy in a good way. Uh, like, it wasn't cheesy in a bad way. I feel the opposite Like, it wasn't about Seed it, of Chucky.
0: No, no, you're right about that. You're yeah, right yeah. about that, but it was successful. And it so. wasn't.
1: And it wasn't any of the Hellraiser sequels after like the fifth one.
0: Oh, that's another show with Luke on it, right there. <laughs> really He's geez. got a lot to say about that. I know because I've heard but about it.
1: I, I just want to say they they're, they really are doing things. Uh, there was a comment when I first found this article, and I know I showed Ron and we talked about it briefly on our other podcast. The comment right underneath this posting was literally somebody chiming in to go. It's like, so you're changing the name of the character in a franchise who has done well to Buddy from Chucky. What's next? You're going to make a Nightmare on Elm Street remake and name the lead character Jeffy? (laughs) Instead of of Freddy's coming for you? No, Jeffy's coming for you.
0: (laughs) Don't give him any ideas. Scary Terry. We don't know who's actually listening to this Scary Terry's amazing. I love
1: Scary Terry. There you go. You know what? Robert Anglin, if you're listening to us by any chance, if you're going to really do Freddy's Funhouse, really hook up with the guys from Rick and Morty's oh. and do a room in that that's Scary Terry because I think that would be a phenomenal. A phenomenal death scene. Scary Terry. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Let's have fun with it. Like I, I see, and That's the problem. And We were just talking about I'm a fan of having fun with stuff. And like, and, and if it was just like oh, this movie looks fun, that'd be one thing. Like We're all hyped up for the Leprechaun Returns movie because it looks like fun. This is just bad because if you have a franchise and you have an established franchise with an established storyline, you need to stick to it. Because once you get away from it, that's how you lose people. Once upon a time, Michael Bay tried to make a Ninja Turtles movie where he made the Ninja Turtles come from outer space. They had to can that movie and reshoot a punch of it because fans weren't having it. Thank and it God. still sucked, by the way. It still sucked. However, at least we got the real good. story. Yeah. You know, nobody would have gone to see it. Here, you're getting rid of Chucky. Chucky. And replacing him with Buddy? Buddy! Okay. buddy who looks just, just
0: like Chucky. He view. looks just you like know. him. But we can't call him a good guy, What, what sucks about
2: this is, like, here's what happens with, with these remakes. I always welcome a good remake, or a bad remake, because guess what? Love it or hate it, you can always go back and watch the original. There's nothing wrong with that. What is so rare about Child's Play is it's still in the hands of its original creator. The only other franchise I can think of that's like that is Phantasm. You know what I mean? Like, it, and So you don't have many creators that have held on to their creation and so these assholes come in and try to do a a half-assed reimagining of it but using the child's play name which mm-hmm. is the only thing they obviously have the rights to you know it's like that and
0: the look of the doll
1: they have because it's the movie studio so they have the rights to the name and the look yeah but they don't have the story elements and i think that that's probably why they're changing some of it yeah. But on top of that it just but
0: it, why? don't rip
1: it off then do something different
0: if the original series was dead already then go for it
1: You could have named this movie Buddy, and I would have less hate for it. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. You could have literally named this movie Buddy, had the same concept, and I'd have been like, okay, whatever. I might give it a watch. I might not. However, once you name it Child's Play, I have no interest to see Buddy the Killer Robot Doll when I could just watch Child's Play with Chucky the Possessed. Right. What is the sense of killing the kids? Like, At least we know with Chucky, his whole point about trying to kill everybody is to try to get into a human body. What do you? What is? You know, I'm a real boy now. Is that really? Is that what we're going? Uh, you know, go I have in? seen
0: Pinocchio's Revenge, which was a complete <laughs> rip off. I might be the only one in this room that has seen that. Oh, you guys want to have fun? <laughs> yeah, I've seen. am a real pieces. boy now. Oh, I've, oh, seen, I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen it
2: all. I, I've, I've seen.
1: I've seen the Gingerbread Man movies, though. <laughs>
0: the Ginger Dead Man.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gary Busey in the oh,
2: first so one. Bad. We actually
0: had a night. We skipped the ahead, one. Yeah.
2: Uh, we didn't. We didn't. I didn't watch uh, the I first it, one or the second one. But Saturday Night Cleaver. Yeah. Great. It's. uh... It's so, another Dark Delight. That's, so that's one where, of the top ten greatest moments of my life. We
1: will we will we will we will watch bad horror movies. We will we might as but, well change the name of the show to you know, Dark should, Delights.
2: And honestly, that should tell you where we've set the bar on this, it's too. Rough. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we were just so excited about Saturday Night Cleaver, yet buddy, Child's play, whatever the hell that's gonna be. No, that doesn't clear. Well, that, that doesn't
1: And kinda... we've already seen this tested. We've already seen it in a better movie, if you will, with the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. There was a way better actor who was given the okay by the original actor and fans tore it apart because it wasn't authentic to the story. So we've already seen what horror fans are going to do this movie. Yeah, there's other.
0: I don't know what the other ones are out there, but there's a couple of other horror movies that tried. This prom night comes to mind.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: What a disaster yeah, that yeah. remake was. I think
1: all of them are. Anything my it girlfriend tries to like go that? Forward.
0: She saw the remake. She's like, "Oh, that's that." I saw that. That's the only horror movie I ever seen. That was one of the first conversations whor- we ever had.
1: It's a horror movie for fans <laughs> of non-horror <laughs> movies. That's what I
0: was like. You don't know what horror is.
1: But it's that's just where we're at, and I mean, I I think we could beat this to death for another hour and a half because I know I could, but. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I want to waste any more of you guys' it's time. Not nah. it. It's we not worth it. It's not worth it. As in the immortal words of our buddy Derek, we shan't be seeing this. <laughs> um, so somebody else will have to do a review. Oh, I, I didn't say that. Oh, oh wait a minute. You're so okay, so you're going to loan it out.
2: That's good. Uh, I'm. I'm. I mean, I. I have to. I have to see, like, what the hell's going on.
1: <laughs> Luke, Luke will sacrifice for listen. you listeners, so you get a review. Hey, listen, I will.
2: I do what I can for you people. And
0: Why don't you plug what you were pitching to me, what you're going to be doing with the site?
2: Yes, okay. Might as, as well talk
0: about that now. This is as good as, yeah, time as gonna any. It's it, better yeah. than talking about Buddy for another second. Well, actually, <laughs> I want
2: to talk a little more about Buddy. No, this might dovetail <laughs> into this. Here's the deal. Um, I've decided um, that, uh, you know, I just... Would rather watch something terrible than awesome. Okay, I just would like to freely admit I haven't seen such things as, um, uh, Raging Bull, for example. I've never seen. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but you know, but I've, I've
0: never seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. So, go on.
2: But you know, i just saying. But but you I I am willing I am willing to see uh, terrible films for anyone who's interested. So if you uh, would like to uh, make me watch a terrible film. Uh, suggest the film and uh you know put me through something terrible and i will uh, i will tell you what i honestly think about it
1: there you go submit yours go to our facebook page horror Zone 607 submit whatever terrible movie or what you consider a terrible movie to make luke watch and he'll review it for you
0: indeed Best he man. means it he means anything you dig from the depths of whatever pit you can find mm-hmm. he'll watch it and he'll review it and trust if you, me
1: if there's a link to it like if you know that it's on like Amazon or Netflix or Hulu or on YouTube even, it, please let us know if where it is because that'll make it easier at least for him. Oh, if you're gonna make him watch. Anyway. I know he's gonna find it anyways, but if you're gonna make him watch you it, talking at about least a resourceful do the, cat right here. Right, but I'm just saying <laughs> if, if you're gonna if you're gonna make him watch it, at least do the legwork a little bit. You know, like that'd be
0: more fun making him squirm. Actually, <laughs> uh,
2: you know, <laughs> I'm can gonna you have to read this copy? on my page. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll say appreciated, but not required.
1: Yes, there you go. We will appreciate it. There you go. Because I feel like if we're making him watch it already. Maybe we should, you know,
0: give him a little bit. He's a nice guy. Thanks, guys.
1: So, if you want to pile on, well, first of all, if you want to donate any movies that you want him to watch, or let us know any of that, or if you just want to pile on about Buddy, or if you're a fan of Buddy. You know, hey, that you might be. And we're not talking about Buddy the Elf, in case you can't tune in late. Uh, we can uh, You just hit us up on Facebook, HorrorZone607, or on Instagram or Twitter, at HorrorZone607. And to join our conversation, always use the hashtag HZ607. And we are going to be right back.
3: Red lights come and go, holding back my fits of passion, driving down and all-through road, looking for a place to stay. I've been feeling like I owe you the fruits of my game.
0: Welcome back to The Zone. We're going to finish up today's show. Uh, last week I promised I was going to do another review after reviewing a movie last week. I kind of changed that up. Changed my mind a little bit. Uh, there was an article also on BloodyDisgusting.com this past week um, where Fetty Alvarez, director of the remake, and this is where it's going to get kind of fun here, the remake of Evil Dead from 2013, asked him if is it a remake or is it a sequel. So I kind of wanted to... Just kind of talk about the movie a little bit. Um, For those of you that haven't seen it, awesome movie, in my opinion. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Had a lot of nods to the original. The Cabin, you know, appeared to be the same. There was a lot of things thrown around the Cabin that looked to be the same from the original series. Uh, Much more serious than... Although the original terrified me. The the, the original is a (laughs) straight-up horror movie. The the sequels were all uh, comedies and the series, which is amazing. Ash vs. Evil Dead comedy. Um... But the new one, very serious, very horrifying. But is it a sequel or is it a remake?
1: Well, I remember when that movie came out that it was being plugged as the movie that Sam Raimi originally wanted to put out. That was what they were saying originally, that the script was based upon his original script before he had no money to do the original script. That's why you added some humor to the original because it's cheaper to put humor in. Let's be honest. It was awesome. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the the original. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of all the movies, uh, including the remake. The remake I thought was done very well. So like, if you go by that, I think that it was more of a... I, I always thought that they were supposed to share a universe. There was also the rumor for a while that uh, they were going to do th- that movie, then they were going to do a sequel to that movie, and then they were going to do a sequel to uh, Army, Army of Darkness, Darkness, and then they were going to do a movie to tie them combine together. Combine the two together. So that they were going to be in the same universe, and that just hasn't come to fruition. Hopefully, hopefully we can have that see that happen. Well, I that. don't know if it's
0: Bruce Campbell's retired from playing Ash, I supposedly, know. but we've heard that before. Allegedly.
1: From- and here's my, my point, is maybe that you would consider the sequel movie that for um, uh, Army of Darkness to be the TV show. Ash versus the evil dead. I think that if you did it that way and we could, we could get them in for one more time and you do a sequel to the uh, remake, if you will, I think that that would be awesome. I would like to see the two universe. I think that they kind of stand apart, although there is nods and although they have a similar story, obviously, because I, I wouldn't even call it a remake or a sequel. I think it's of the same vein, maybe in a different timeline, if you will. Like a different, I don't know, kind of like a different destiny, you know, like yeah, as yeah. it goes off splintering off. I think there are like- a lot
0: of differences with the with the remake, but mm-hmm. um, you know, at the same time, I mean, you had, I don't know if you actually stayed through the credits to watch it, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the, he's the there, ash, the ashes ash at the end, end? of it. Uh, when he let's pulls up groovy. groovy. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, I don't know. It's, did it's I tough stay to say. through the end? Uh, <laughs> I, I stayed through never the end that. of everything. Oh, me
1: too. I stayed through the end of Halloween just to hear and, breathing yeah, out of a mask.
0: Yeah, what a disappointment that yeah, was.
1: Spoiler alert in case you were like us and sat through to that. Anyways.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Fetty Alvarez actually did say, he goes, this is a continuation of the story. Huh, yeah. It's got the elements all throughout it. And uh, it, he didn't really come out and say it's a sequel, but he kind of alluded to it. Like it, said, takes, I,
2: it takes place in the world. I mean, that's that's yeah. all he did. He was... He, took the the elements of the you know the series and remixed it into his own thing i mean i didn't, hadn't heard the thing that about it being more based on the original script uh, or close to what
1: Sam yeah, Raimi wanted rumor. to do but that was a rumor you know, that came it, out when that came it came out
2: the earlier rumors but got it you know i but i you know um i my you know i, I gotta say i wasn't as thrilled with it personally I remember you're not liking uh, it. i want to uh,
0: see this with luke
2: uh, but but i kind of respected it even though it wasn't for me i mean the problems were it was me not it you know i mean it the um i i like a little humor in my evil debt you know and um you know which completely contradicts my opinion on nightmare on elm street but um you know i i just think two different things yeah, two different styles, anyways. Two different people making them. Yeah, well, you know, I just one was a dark delight, and the other, um, <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Anyway, so the, you know, but I, but without without that humor, it didn't feel very much like Evil Dead. That said, I was interested to see where they would take it. I was interested in possibly crossing it over. I respected the fact that it wasn't exactly a remake, and you know, I thought it was well made. It was atmospheric. There's a lot of things I would say I liked about it um just i would wonder how that would play out if you did actually marry Especially, especially considering they're talking about doing Army of Darkness too, and then
0: well, <laughs> combining with this go, really yeah.
2: this razor serious. It was clearly going to go
0: down a more comedic path. I mean, the first one. I mean, everybody always says that there's. You've told me this, Luke, and you know, Rich just said it too that there was comedy in the original. I didn't see the comedy in the original one. I didn't. I thought it was terrifying.
1: Were, were you watching? Did you just watch? What, what movie were you watching? Were you the, watching the original the, the, one, the new one? Because uh, the, the original has a ton of comedy in yeah. it.
0: Uh, I didn't see it. I thought that it was a ton. It, was, it scared me. I, I, no. no there's, there's plenty of
1: scariness uh, to it, but there's there's also a tongue in cheek humor to that movie that's great, and I agree with you on that. Like the the one cool part about Evil Dead and and even more so in Evil Dead Two and, and obviously Army of Darkness, where they became even more tongue in cheek, is I wish there would have been a little more of that humor in the in the well we'll call it a remake for now because we don't have anything else to call it, but uh, it's that's why I think that they're different. That's why I think that they share a universe. As you said, that's the best way to put it. They share a universe. It was an experience. Like, you could really write those as two separate entities from the same place. They just happened to be in the same cabin. The same events happened, you know, to two different sets of people. And here's how one reacted, and here's how the other reacted. So, I, I really think that. Yeah, but I I can't believe you never saw any humor in the original. I didn't.
0: I mean, the, I watched the second one right after it, and I was just like, "This is the same movie. It's just a comedy." Oh yeah, yeah. So. And it's
3: legitly the same movie, which is amazing. They just changed a couple of things.
0: Yeah, and, and this is before. I mean, I, I watched it a long time ago, and it was before I was really like super fan horror. It was when I was still kind of seeing things for the first time, and um, things like that used to scare me. Now I'm so desensitized by everything horror that nothing scares mm-hmm. me. But I, I saw it at a point where I was still kind of learning. About all these great horror movies from yesteryear and uh you know i didn't i didn't find it comical at all it you that movie know, scared me
1: you know what's funny about it though now that i think about the original you know going through the original trilogy of the evil dead it it explains a lot about spider-man 3 <laughs> <laughs> nothing
2: explains a lot about spider-man because
1: because sam raimi he, he likes to have fun and I, I, feel like that was just his nod, like to, all the dance numbers were his nod to just having fun. <laughs>
3: I, well, I think the dance numbers were him just saying "f you," Sony. Yeah, pretty Probably. much. But still, it was it, kinda, could, it, it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Could, I, I don't know if I
2: really want to share this story, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, my, my terrible Spider-Man Three story,
0: I, um, <laughs> which I also went to the theater to see with you. Oh God, no! This isn't that even me seeing night.
2: it. This isn't even me seeing it. This was um, my brother worked with this girl, which is a terrible start to any story, <laughs> um, and. She uh, knew some, she had, like she had some family that was part of the film industry, whatever. And, um, you know, said, um, you know, I have um, some family that knows Sam Raimi. I said, oh, okay. So uh, I walk into my brother's work one day and he goes, oh, you got to talk to her. You got to hear this story. So I go up to her. She goes, oh, uh, my mom had lunch with Sam Raimi the other day. And of course, me, not thinking one bit, said immediately, did he apologize for Spider-Man 3? And her response is, well, she's standing right behind you, you can ask her. (laughs) And, uh... And so, you know, then it's like, oh, hey, well, now that my foot is so far down my mouth, I'm choking on it, you know, like, hi. And it turns out this woman was like a personal friend. They knew him back in the day. She was at the, the premiere of The Evil Dead, like back when it was called oh. Book of the Dead. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, she, you know, she knows Rob Taper. I mean, she knows like Bruce Campbell. She knows all these guys personally. And the first thing she hears out of my asshole mouth was, did he apologize for Spider-Man 3? <laughs> you know, so.
1: Hey, it's fair enough. I mean yeah, it's a you can't you can't you can't always <laughs> jump in so. you can't always jump in on the legendary movies that you're a fan of sometimes you have to go out of the way to say hey you know what that, that one movie was real bad <laughs> real bad <laughs> like, like if, well, if, what was the other one let's the think intruder? about it if Spider-Man the Spider-Man 3 was bad enough that I probably would have had the same question I wouldn't even have skipped right into like my hey fanboy I want to know about the evil dead I would have yeah. probably kicked right into that
0: it was intruder by the way Ron yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. have that movie yeah I have it too
3: I'm, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that was the hardest part about Scarecon some of the celebrities like cause I knew other things that they did I was like should I ask them about this I'm like nah I gotta be professional <laughs> the people came to hear this they don't want to be talking about Masters of the Universe with uh, with Meg Foster for for a half hour because <laughs> you know. I could have I could have asked her that was listen I did say that she shaped my childhood because I was a big fan of Masters of the Universe and they live. So I got it in there. <laughs> you know, that's You bad. know.
2: I, I know, it, like, if I ever meet, like, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey the first thing that's going to be out of my mouth is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, ne- the next generation. He's like, that's the first that thing I'm going to He's kind of owned
0: up it. to it le- lately, though. Has he? Yeah, there was something about a year ago, something came out. He talked very highly of his time doing that. Renee Zellweger, not so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they, there's a bunch of lawsuits to keep them from the cover of that thing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah
0: they're still doing it. But Matthew McConaughey was interviewed. It was about a year ago. I want to say maybe a year, year and a half ago. And it was, he, he owned right up to Here's it. He was the thing. fine with it.
1: Why be ashamed of something like that? Quite honestly, why? Like, that'd be like Kevin Bacon being upset that he got the axe in Friday the 13th, or like Johnny Depp in his introduction to movie roles getting sucked into a bed. He's got one of the most iconic kill scenes ever in the history yeah. of, of mm-hmm. movie.
0: Hey, it helped launch their careers.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, his like, Friday Dead
1: no?
0: moment was better.
2: <laughs> that was fun.
1: <laughs> Believe it or not, that was super fun.
0: And like, we're back to Freddy's Dead. No, seriously. The it only, the only part, the
1: only, the, the only part, the only good parts about Freddy's Dead were all the nod backs. Like they, they, they did have some fun. Well, nod and backs. Roseanne, of course, and Tom Arnold actually. Tom Arnold stole the show there.
0: He really yeah. did. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, like I said, there there is some things. It's a horrible movie, but there's some things that are yeah, but it's fun a, about it's it.
2: It's a great Looney Tunes cartoon.
1: <laughs> like seriously, it's yeah.
2: like, Freddy pushing the spikes down like like and getting tired. I'm getting tired. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Basically,
1: <laughs> the nice hearing from you, Carlos.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty pretty epic. I, the way he killed. Uh, the, by the way, the kills in that movie, like you said, were super hilarious, but they're fun. I mean, I, like I said, I would never the be like, oh, dropping? that's one of... I would have been like, I, I never yeah. would have been like, oh, this is going to be one of the greatest movies ever. No, no. It was just fun. What's the map say? We're fucked.
0: <laughs> that was the first one in that series that I saw, by the way. I was me maybe too, 11 actually. years really? old and my friends yeah. rented it in a sleepover one night. I was, of course, mortified because horror movies still scared me to death back then. And looking back on that now, I'm like, what was I thinking?
1: the The opening of that movie has the nod to The Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, He's oh, yeah. the wicked witch. He's the wicked witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna get you, my pretty, and your soul too. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah the come on. The house is floating through the air. That's that that that's why I said that movie does not take itself seriously at all. That's the only reason I think I like that movie at, at all. Not yeah. because it's a yeah, good yeah. horror movie, not because it's a good movie. It just does not take itself seriously at all. That's why those weird the weird scenes in that movie, are the flashback scenes where they try to make it serious, i.e., like where he's like in the classroom, <laughs> he's killing the hamster, <laughs> it's or like, or where where his daughter walks in on him killing her mother yeah. and you're just like you're like this is uncomfortable only because this does not fit into this movie the rest of this movie is so tongue-in-cheek <laughs>
2: well th- that's it like imagine take that looney tunes cartoon thing and just imagine it's interspersed with like footage from the texas chainsaw massacre it's like oh well that was i'm seeing it depressing like, not
1: good but i'm seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: you did see it
0: freddy's dead
1: oh absolutely mm-hmm. but we, we started on evil dead and ended up with freddy's dead so
0: well, you know, it happens sometimes. Yeah, you
1: got to go where you gotta go where the conversation takes you. You
0: really do. I mean, that's what makes this fun. So. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we've got for the show this week. Let us know what you guys think. Is Evil Dead 2013, is it a remake? Is it a sequel? What do you think about future plans with it? Eddie Alvarez is working on uh, Don't Breathe 2 right now, but he, he's getting questioned a lot. He knows everybody wants to see a sequel to it. So what do you guys think? You want to see a sequel? Let us know.
1: Also, what do you think about Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Freddy's dead. Throw, yeah, throw you your might opinions. as well talk about that. We've, we've <laughs> talked Man. enough about it this week. And... I think, I think, I, I, I think that Luke's uh, synopsis is the best ever. It's a Looney Tune. You know, this, this is a so back, this is
2: a backhanded way of me saying I've written an extensive essay for the site for it, and it's up there now. So if you want to waste about 10, 15 minutes, please let me know. What you It was think an of excellent well. read. No, oh, yeah, this, there you go. It, it really was. Hey,
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. It's a good. I mean,
2: I really want to just convince everybody that they actually like this film. That's like my. Goal in life.
0: <laughs> you might as well. That and Deathbed, the bed that eats, which has now been mentioned twice on this episode. That's probably
1: so, two more times it's been mentioned anywhere else, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, good times with that. so All right, guys. Well, we want to wish you a happy evening uh, wherever you are. Check out some bad movies. Let Luke know what you want him to watch. And uh, we'll talk more next week on Horizon 607. Hit us up on Facebook. Like us. Comment. Do whatever you got to do. Just, just let us know that you're, you, you know, whatever you're thinking about horror. Follow, we want to hear from you.
1: Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Please do. HorrorZone607.
0: At Hashtags
1: Horrorzone607. HZ607. Yeah. And there then you go. Catch us next week when we talk more about horror. So, from the three fat nerds, we thank Ron for sitting in and also for providing the studio that we could record in every week. We also, from our own horror zone six hundred seven crew, thanks, thank you, Luke, for stopping in this week, and hopefully you'll be back soon to, so we can talk some more uh, fun stuff. And of course, for me and Mike, I guess it's later.
0: See you guys. <laughs>